life is something else. It's so interesting. And the more I realize about life, the better it is. And one thing I realized is that, you know how our parents spend 18 years of our lives screwing us up? Have you noticed that? <laughs> and then we spend the rest of the life of our time trying to overcome it. And did you know that that was happening? That they screw us up for 18 years. And then we have to spend the rest of our life trying to overcome it. And I think most people don't realize that. And overcoming meaning overcoming all the stuff they have taught us, all the pressure that they put on us, all the imposing of their will on us, trying to make us be what they want us to be. Um, the forgetting our father and forgetting how to be like a child as an adult, trusting the father. And that's what we have to return to. And there's nothing that's more amazing than that. Returning to, you know, to being as a child, the way children are when they're first born and they rely on us without even thinking about it. They know that we got them. And the same way we have to return to being like that with God. And um, it's so it's so nice living like that again. I was talking to a uh, a person over the, this week, this past week, and I've been kind of talking to this person for a while. They've been really liking me because I've been really helping, they say. And so I noticed some character flaws in them. So I said, I'm going to have to talk to them about this. And what the problem is, they don't keep their word. If it's something they have to do or they say they're going to do it, I try to be even nice about it, which is a weakness. Never, ever, ever, ever be nice with the truth. It's a weakness. So I said to them, are you able to receive the truth about yourself? And they're like, yeah. And I said, I noticed that you have some character flaws. And, that, and I named the things that they said they were going to do, and they didn't do any of those things. And nor did they apologize for not doing them. They acted as though they never said they were going to do them. I said, I noticed you don't keep your word about anything that you do. And right away they got angry and went into denial. And they're like, well, you did this and you did that. I said, but I'm not talking about me. If you had a problem with me, you should have asked me about that before I asked you about your issue. Uh, you did it, and they never would admit that they had this problem. And, and, and for the first time in my life, I could feel the spirit of denial in them and how it was causing them to go deeper into darkness. The worst thing that, well, not the, yeah, the worst thing you can do in life is to reject truth about yourself. Because when you reject truth, you're denying God. You don't get better. You get worse in life. And I think people get comfortable after a while. You feel good. You think you got the answer. So you stop praying. You stop having that quiet time and search, searching the scriptures. So you end up falling back, not even knowing that you're falling back. I think that's what happened. The only way that you could be born again or return to the Father is that you have to admit that you're wrong, that I'm playing God. I got a problem. And they, they just wouldn't do it. And so now they don't want to play anymore with me. And uh, they're kind of going around me, calling up other people, hanging out with them now. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. That's why life is so amazing to me. It's all spiritual all the time. It really is. Everything that we do is spiritual. It's a battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. And you want to be on this return to the side of right. All the time. And it just enhances your life in ways that you never, ever, ever imagined. So I was thinking about you the other day 
when we were out in the lobby, I don't want you to tell the folks what you did, but I just want you to talk about how you felt about what you did because a lot of people make the, that mistake. I'll just get straight to the point. Like, I know, like, for example, smoking weed is bad deep down in me, but for some reason, I could, like, I'll do it and then I'll, I'll feel guilty, like, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, it makes and, sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. That's why I want to talk like, about it. It's like, I shouldn't be doing this, but but for some reason, I'm doing it. Right. And I guess I just it's just got to die yeah. from from inside of me. And So you still smoke weed? Yeah. You have a joint now? No. You didn't bring it with you? Not before church. <laughs> <laughs> Not before church. <laughs> I interviewed a guy one day about weed on my Father's Day show, and he was high during the interview. I'm like, are you high now? Yes. <laughs> and um, so you felt guilty about it afterward, right? Yeah, and then another, the big one that, that I'm having trouble with is porno. I totally understand that. Um, let me get a Christian to help you. You know, you're a little lightweight want to be Christian, right? <laughs> What would you say? I, I would say that... Because he sees your halo. That's why you know you're a Christian. <laughs> I would say not to be so hard on himself uh, for doing that. I used to smoke pot. Um, you used I to did, smoke pot? Yeah, I did it for, I think, 12 or 15 years. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, at one point... I mean, pot today is a lot stronger than it used to be back yeah. in my day. So I was like smoking 10 joints a day. You know, yeah. I was better. 10 joints a day? Yeah. Were you a Christian at the time? No, I mean, I, I mean, no, I was. You not. were not. You I, thought you were. No, I didn't even, even. Even now, I don't even think I am. You don't think you're a Christian now? No. Oh, why not? Because um, I think ultimately, you helped me with that. Even though you don't think that you have, um, you know, you, when you when you, you would, if you would ask me, do you still get angry? And then I would say yes, I still get angry from time to time. Although that's gotten much much better. And then you would tell me, well then. You're not a Christian because you're not because you get upset because <laughs> you get angry. And then I thought about it. You know what? He's right. So you, why do you think you're not a Christian now? Because I still I still there's still some anger there. Um, why don't you, you let it go? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think it's 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 so deep in the subconscious and it, it, that I don't I don't have an answer to that. I really don't know why I can't. Oh, okay. I can't. I really All don't right. Know. Right here. It's not like it's not a feeling of guilty where I'm walking around sad and my life is horrible. Right. It's just because I want to be like Christ. Yes. And I know Christ wasn't walking around smoking weed, watching porn. How do you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> I know that for me to get, you know, be 100 percent peace with myself and not put myself in a situation where I can be deceived to judge myself. Right. You know. So here's what you do. The next time that you smoke weed, don't have an opinion about it. Don't judge it as right or wrong. Just be aware of smoking the weed. And don't try to will yourself to stop. Because the more you try to will yourself to stop, the more you try to force yourself to stop, the deeper you're going to get into it. And the more you have an opinion about what you're doing, the long is going to last. You're going to continue to do it. If you want to be like Jesus, stop having an opinion or judgment about anything because that's where the guilt is coming from. You're smoking the weed. You've been told that smoking weed as a Christian is wrong, I, I guess, but I'm just throwing it out. Or watching 
pornography is wrong. You've been told that as a Christian. And, and so now you're being a Christian, you try to be one, but you're still playing God by having an opinion about what you're doing. If you just do it without judging as right or wrong, but watch yourself doing it, then it'll stop. You'll lose the taste for it. You'll okay. lose the appetite. Do not, we can't play God at any point with anything. And if you want, because smoking the weed or looking at pornography is not a sin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, The sin is judging yourself for doing it, playing God. Yeah. And that's where the conflict is coming from. I'm not thinking of it like a sin. I look at it like a weakness. You got to have no opinion about it because you don't know right from wrong. You don't know what anything is. You're just going off what you've been taught and Satan is using that against you. He's telling you that, oh, you're being so weak. This is a weakness. Look how weak you are. And you're like, yeah, that sure is. I'm smoking this weed. I'm, I'm so weak. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this morning, like, some of the old habits I used to have when I had that anger and stuff, and I picked up all this stuff along the way, those things are gone. And now when I think back on it, like, it was so silly to be into that. I don't even, it doesn't even make sense that I was into those things. And it feels like it never happened. And it, I used to have an appetite, because I used to smoke weed, too, and I had an appetite for it, you know. On Friday night, the one thing I always did, I would make sure i pay my rent. I would buy some food. At the time, I would get some food stamps. You ever bought weed with food stamps? <laughs> but so, like, I knew I was going to party. I had bought a house. I was in about 25, 26 years old. And so every weekend I would have this major party at my house. So I would pay the rent, make sure some food is in the house, and then buy some weed, invite people over, and just party all weekend. I had, that's what we all understand the dope hits today. Why don't you pay your rent first? That way when you get high, you're still at home. You know, <laughs> you wake up the next morning with a roof over your head, not the sky over your head, you know. And, uh, but now that you know, God has taken away my anger. He allowed me to enter in. I can see that he's my father. I also see that I really can do anything about anything. And so why judge myself about the things I had no control over? You don't want to smoke weed. You don't want to do those things you do. So why be mad about something that you have no control over? So just don't have an opinion about it. And the weed will fade away. I know you told you told me that love was just not hating. Yes. But then I hear you say a lot about loving God without your heart, soul, and mind. With all your heart, soul, and mind. Yeah. Without, without loving any, along with nothing else. Yes. Yeah. So what's that mean? Don't let anything else be more important to you than loving God. You know, that's the only thing. You know, some people say that they love the Bible. You can't love the Bible because if you love the Bible, that becomes your God. And the true God is not, your, is not your God. You can't love your daddy and your mama. You can't love your friends. You can't love anything more than him because anything else that you love more than him gets in the way of you loving him. And that becomes your God. And whatever is your God will control you. Yeah, so then the... The question's more like, because, you know, I'm used to love being, oh, give me a kiss. Right. I love you, mama, you know. And so, like, how how do you love God? Like, I guess I got a glimpse of That's it. That's a good question. As I was walking down the street, and I don't know, it just felt right to hold the door open for someone, tell yeah. them, 
you know, do the right things. It just, it felt good. It, it felt like I was loving God, I guess. I the, mean, way I to, the way to love, your God, to love God is to love your earthly father. Meaning to have no resentment at all toward him. And then that will lead you back to loving God. Of yourself, you can't love God. You just need to know you don't. And then once you pray, stay with prayer. Watch yourself. And it'll happen by itself. He will cause it to happen. We can't even love. We can't love God. Just imagine if we could love God, we would have been loving God a long time ago. To save ourselves a lot of problems, right? But we have not been able to love God. And we want to love God. And then we feel guilty about not loving God. That's because we can't do it. You got to accept that of yourself, you could do nothing. And you can't love God. You want to love him, but you can't. So just pray, watch yourself, and it'll happen. And then the last one is you say, once I love my earthly father, you know, I get connected to him and I become like him. Yes. But what if uh, my earthly father is not a man of God to, you know, what point where I got to get past? Well, you're not going to be, if you love your earthly father, you're not going to take on his bad habits or anything. It just allows you, because the earthly father represent Christ on earth, like you are Christ on earth, right? In your family. So when your kids love you, the Christ, then they can love God, the creator. And so the only way you need to be loving your earthly father so that you uh, can return to your creator. You're not going to take on his bad habits or his moodiness, whatever it is he has, that's separate from loving God. God just wants you to love him because he is Christ on earth. Just like your kids should love you because you're Christ on earth. When you love the son, then you love the father. And so you are the son. And through the son, you return to the father. Do you see yourself as the Christ? Um, no. You don't? No. A lot of men don't know that about themselves. They don't know that they are Christ on earth. And Jesus Christ is our brother. You know, our brother came from our father and he made it. Part. It's like your younger brother. You do the best you can to make sure his life is good. Right. You watch out for him. You warn him about trouble. Well, that's what Jesus did. He came. His father sent him to come for us so that we could return back home. So if your brother was off downtown on Skid Row, you go down and try to get him. Hey, man. You need to get over this anger so you can get over the drugs so you can return home. That's what Christ did for us. He made a way back. So he is our brother. And if he's God, we can never live up to him. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't live up to God. But Christ is simply our brother. He's an example of what we should be. He's our big brother. He's our example. And whatever he owns, we own it because we are sons of God as well. And that's where I get confused with those hardcore Christians. You know, Jesus is God. God is Jesus. And right. I, I just get so confused because <laughs> it doesn't make sense in my head. Yeah, it's not. He sense. can be the son and the dad. And then I don't know. Yeah, it's another game that Satan has played on the Christians. And Satan is always presenting himself as the light. He, he is imitating everything that God does. And so when God reveals something to us, he'll reveal something else. And But because we now know God's voice, the voiceless voice, we now follow that voice rather than the voice in your head. That sounds like your voice or somebody else's voice. You got to always deny that voice. Never believe anything about it. Like with Adam, Adam believed the lie and fell away from God. Now we got to doubt the lie and return to God. So whenever you're doubting whatever your thoughts tell you, you're believing in God. 
because nothing else left for you to believe in. So you got to doubt every lie in your imagination so that you can turn to, to can believe the truth. It's so simple. But it's been made to be complicated because we've been taught wrong. So everything you've been taught, it's like life is turned upside down, right? So everything you've been taught, you need to flip it. If they say pay attention to your thoughts or have anger, don't do it. It's all the lies, all the setup. If they say Jesus is God, don't believe it. Jesus is the son of God as you are the son of God. You are the men and women are daughters of God. We're not God. You know what I'm saying? And the father lives in us. And once we drop that anger and start to live that way, when the world see you, they'll see the father in you. They're like, wow, there's something different about you. And uh, I noticed that you are different a little bit. And that's the father that they see inside of you. But it still doesn't mean that you are God. Isn't that simple? Yep. Yeah, we've been so lied to. So the next time you smoke that pot, are you going to smoke some today when you get home? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're smoking, God forbid that you do. But just know it's not a sin. Don't judge because Satan's going to start judging you. He'll make you smoke it. There ain't nothing wrong with smoking a little joint today. And you find yourself doing it, and then while you're smoking, he'll say, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian. Look how weak you are. You know, he'll just flip it on you, and now you're feeling all badly about it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Pay that no mind. Okay. Yeah, I tried that, but then it kind of gave me a free pass to smoke all I want. That's a good point you're making. And uh, Some people will do that. Like, I'm not going to judge myself for smoking pot. And so they just smoke all the pot. That's a fool. Because you're free from something doesn't give you the right to go and indulge in it and just don't judge yourself, you know. But that's the game that Satan plays. You're absolutely right. And then if you don't judge yourself for it and still don't indulge it, um, I'm laughing at Jeremiah because he was up all night partying. And he like yarning. And I remember when I was a teenager, I used to do that. I would be in church. I would be so sleepy. I can't wait until it's over, right? So if you don't judge yourself, then Satan come along and say, you are not judging yourself. You think it's right to be smoking pot or doing this, right? That's a lie, too. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. You just need to be aware of what's going on. And Satan is always trying to get you in some kind of way. No, I'm not telling you to go wild with pot just because you're not feeling guilty. That's dumb. You want to be free from it. You don't want to indulge in it. You want to overcome it. You don't want to be controlled by anything of the world. So just don't hate yourself, though, so you can get past. Hey, and, after you told me last week not, not to judge it, I kind of I start judging things, and then I'll get in my head about I shouldn't be in my head. But then I get in my head about not being in my head. Right. Like, <laughs> See there? I totally understand it. But just watch it and let it all pass. Because you, you've been, you spent so many years living in your head. You know, you, you merge with your thoughts and now it just seem real. So you find yourself arguing with it. Just relax. When it happens, just relax and know that it's all wrong. It's not a big deal. Don't let anything like this be a big deal because there's nothing you can do about it. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. And I want to urge you to stay, all of you, to stay on course because you're going to grow through all of this. You're like a little child now and just been born again, you know, born. And now you're going to grow spiritually in the same manner that a kid would grow in the physical. And so if you fall down, 
just get up and brush yourself off and keep on going. No big deal. It doesn't mean you're falling back and you're losing your, your way. That's not true. But Satan will tell you that. You want to live a life of observation without opinion. No even, no questions about it at all. All right. So let me take here and then I'll come to you. I have a question from somebody watching on YouTube. Yes. How do you hear the voiceless voice? That's a good question. The voiceless voice is not anything that you hear. It's a revelation. It's a realizing things. Like, let's say you, you misplace your key and you don't know exactly where it is. And you try to find it, but then you say, oh, forget it. And as soon as you say you forget it, all of a sudden you realize where your key is. That's what life is like. And, and so it's not like a voice at all. That's why I want you to omit all that you hear in your head because that's not of God and it's not of you. You want revelation. You want things to be revealed to you in a voiceless way. And what you're going to find is that in all things that are revealed to you, you already knew them. You're not going to receive anything new. It's going to be a reminder of what you already knew. But because you all that anger you have and denial and overreaction to life and stuff, you forgot what you knew. And so the only thing God is doing is reminding you of what you already knew. And so it's not like a voice you're going to hear. It's a revelation. It's a realizing of things. And that is a beautiful way to live. Can you imagine living a life without an opinion about anything? Someone to like be cursing you out, all bad to you, and you don't have a problem with it because you're not, you don't have an opinion about it. You're not saying, oh, this is a bad thing. I was watching one of your videos, and I think it relates a little bit to the question my brother was saying. It's about suffering your weakness. Yes. And uh, just basically, you know, you know, you've observed the cycle and what happens when you do a certain thing. So you don't make a reaction based on, you know, what you're hearing. You just go on about your day and do normal things. That's you know, right. Watch your face and act like everything is fine. Don't give in to it. Yeah. Suffer inside until you feel like you're going to die and you die and you don't give in to it. And then you, <laughs> and you then wake you have up and you're like, still here? That's right, man. Yeah. That's right. When you're suffering like that, don't even let anyone know you're suffering. How you doing? Oh, life is just so bad. <laughs> I have so much pain. My husband don't like me. Uh, my children ran off last night. Oh, Lordy. Don't do that. Just go about your day, quietly feeling the pain, be aware of it, but do what in front of, what's in front of you that you need to be doing, and it's amazing. You're, you're leaving it to God. He will take care of it. Because just think about it. No one can solve your problem anyway. Why complain to them? They can't do anything. And the only thing they're going to do is call up uh, Sulean and say, I just saw uh, Alec walking down the road and he's miserable. <laughs> Watch out for him. He's coming. You know, how about all is well? Because in reality, all is well. In your illusion, all is not well. But in real life, all is well. All is really, really, really well. People tell me all this, and I've been saying this for 28 years now since God showed me the way, right? And so someone will call me, hey, Jesse, how you doing? And I say, all is well. And by the time I'm saying it, they're saying it along. I knew all would be well with you. All is not well. Well, all is well. Because I seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. I love him. I don't love anything or anybody more than him. 
And, and I know what he has done to change my life, what he's revealing to me. I have perfect peace within. What more is there? You know, and all this stuff that's happening out here, it's just stuff that's happening. It has nothing to do with me. So all is well. You got food on your table. You know, things are well. You're not smoking a pot anymore. Just for the record, this is his baby brother. Don't they look alike? This is your first time here, right? Yeah, it is. And you sound like him and everything. <laughs> and so you're a little lighter than him. You're more white. Yeah. And so are you treated better in the family because you're a little lighter? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was treated better by my mom. See that because you were yeah. lighter? I don't know if it's because it was light. I can assume it is. Yeah. But... And so your mother treated you better than she did your brother. Y- usually, yeah. And you saw that happening. Yeah. And what did you think about that when you saw it? It made me angry. It did? At yeah. your mother? Yeah. Did you ever say anything to her about it? Um, no. Why not? I don't know what to say. Oh, you didn't know? How old are you? 23. So what's the difference between the ages? Two years. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you didn't know what to say to her about it, but you saw it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too bad, right. man. Yeah. Have you spoken to her about it since you've been an adult? Um... No. Yesterday, I knew this was going to come up. I'm like, I got to send her a message. I got to send her a message. And then I just started doing other things and distracting myself, you know. But I know that I got to talk to her. I got to let her know and I got to, you know, forgive her for holding it inside of me. You did the best you could. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with it, but I don't don't judge you, you know. So you will talk to her? Yeah. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. you're married? Yeah. How old are you again? 22? 23. 23. How long have you been married? Since August 18th. Of this year? Yeah. Oh, you just got married? Yeah, we just got married. What made you decide to get married? you like walking down the road. When I grew up, when I grew up, I've always been an observer, and I kind of seen things that, that in a home, in a family, how uh, and there's this thing with the generation gap, and there's a new generation that needs to be created, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's something that I need to work through myself, and the only way to do it is to have a family and to have a kid that's not born from sin in sin right. so that you can live through that and th- through God and have it all pass through and, and you know, be free of that. Start you a know? new generation. Yeah. That's so, perfect, man. So that's why the, the purpose in, in a marriage and and being with somebody long enough to get to know this person before just making this, you know, yeah. a, a mistake. You know what That's I mean? Right. It's when, How long did you date before marriage? Uh, eight months, about eight months. Eight months? Yeah. Ooh, you better hope this is from God. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope that thing worked from up here to down there. <laughs> well, I wish you well, because you seem Thank to be you. a good guy. You, for you to be here implied that you really want what's right. I do. That's good. And what made you say yes? So he's walking down the road, and eight months later he said, hey, I want to marry you. And you said? It's really interesting because I've always um, actually fought the paradigm of marriage and, like, the because it's expected. I'm not going to do it just because it's expected. If it's right, then that makes sense. So um, I've also had the saying always, I've never wanted to... Like, I'm not going to get married or have kids unless there's a man I wanted to clone. I've never met a man I want to clone, right? 
he happens to be an exception. He actually applies himself in ways I've never seen somebody do. Yeah. He has the strength to go back and reflect on something. And he's quicker than I am to try and make things right. And I like to think in the right. And I want people to be happy. But sometimes it takes me a little longer to kind of, yeah, let my anger or some of my things go too. Right. Um, I was also of the opinion that the world's a tough place and you can't protect your kids. So yeah. it's hard to bring them into a world unless That's I felt sure. confident in it. Yeah. And, you know, everyone has their personal experiences, so it hinders you. And I came to the point where I decided to not I'm afraid of a lot of things. Right. Like I'll say that. And I decided to let fear go in this regard because I felt like we do help each other grow. Like it's a little bit of push and shove sometimes. Right. And it's really nice. Did you guys have a fight already? We have yeah. we have them. Um, we have disagreements for about twenty yeah. minutes. But yeah. then we call we each other fights. out, and we don't like to go in a circles. A twenty-minute disagreement yeah. is a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, did you were you raised by your father and mother? Um, yeah, my mom died when I was eight, and my she didn't take care of herself very well. It's like uh -huh. accidental death kind of thing. My dad worked all the time, but was really like cared about our happiness. We never wanted for anything. I mean, in my adult life, I'm more like starving artist status. You know, it's like his life is not my life, we, but it makes me appreciate what you work for. Right. You know? Do you have anger? Um, from miscellaneous things along the way. Yeah. Um, and you realize it doesn't help you. So right. yeah, why hold yourself down like that? And sometimes if we start to get into something, my quickest thing is to say drop it because I don't want it to be something we overindulge. Right. But I don't want to like disregard his sentiments either. So it's like you have some conversation about it, but we both realize above and beyond we love each other and we want to see the best for each other. How so old are you? I'm 31. You're 31? Yeah, I'm 31. And how old are you? 23. Oh, Lord. It's okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh. <laughs> His oh. dad set us up. And, I need um, my seat back. I told him... <laughs> I, t I rejected the idea. I said, it's really sweet. And, like, he's so young. And I told him... I'm telling you. Tell him that he's young and he can have whoever he wants. And he goes, well, he's already decided. So, like, <laughs> in so many Oof. words, we... You better stay prayed up. <laughs> wow, how we many years is part of that? Ten years? Eight. Eight, eight years? Mm -hmm. How does it feel to have a man so much younger than you? Can he lead you? Um, I think we both take turns in different ways. Oh, you lead him? Um, well, I was raised by a single father, so right. it's it, it's interesting your construct of like the man over the woman because he says that, and I'm like, well, we take turns leading each other sometimes, not because I think I'm better than him, but it's because right. we literally take turns. Sometimes I'm weaker and he brings me up, you know? So uh, we admire and accept that we take turns, and it's fine. What's your name again? Your first name? Igor. What? Igor. Igor. Isn't that a tough name? Igor. <laughs> you lead him sometimes, and sometimes he lead you. Well, it, it comes from... I. I have a little bit of an impatience like, sometimes because I've gone through some of the things he did, like not to act like the elder and I know everything by any right, means, right. but it's just I see him hurt in ways that I feel like you don't have to do that to yourself because I've, I've been there and I, you know. Right. Um, I and don't give know me an example of a way you it. see him hurt. Um, by 
taking personally a lot of things that happen that are out of his control. Yeah. Whether that's like relationships, if I have a, a friend, if it's a jealousy thing or something, you know, and it's I can comfort him as much as I can. He can know who I am and have I can have my own personal reputation that he can take confidence in. But it's, you know, you're still bewildered by the fact that you're out of control of the situation. So you're going to be hurt by yeah. it. And so he get jealous sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Again, oh. we take turns. So it's like an yeah. appreciation thing for it. We don't judge each other for it. It's right. more like, I'm going to let you have this feeling and we're going to hopefully move on from this because you know that we're greater than this. There's yeah. more to it than that. Why do you get jealous at times? Um, I don't get jealous. It's more of a, a thought that comes up in my head and, and I ask a question say? when uh, based on a thought and it's not Give me, a th- give me an example about being jealous and it was just a thought first and then you ask about it. Um, when she brings up a new, a new person or, or a new friend, because she does music, so she says, oh, I'm going to go and, and record at this house and it's a house and it's a bunch of guys that live there and stuff like that. Right. Automatically, my brain's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, so I got to ask some questions That's right. to, to be comfortable with this because I don't, it's not necessarily jealousy. It's more of a like, Knowing and understanding what's going on, because I still have that, you know. But if in my it head. is jealousy, don't deny mm-hmm. that it is jealousy, right. so that uh-huh. you can overcome it. Right. Don't pretend like it's not necessary jealousy, because mm-hmm. it's either jealousy or it's not. Right. If you say, "Oh, it's not quite jealousy," it's yeah. going to grow I, and I it's, it's going to hurt you guys. I just, I'm always an observer in my head, so I. I know it's not myself, but it's taking a hold and it's taking control of me. So I get frustrated because. I know I'm not supposed to be listening to this. Right. I know it's not right. I know it's not real. I know it's not here. I know I'm making it up. Right. But it still takes a hold of me. I so I get frustrated because I'm trying to fight it inside of me. And she's fighting me because she thinks I'm holding something over her head. So she's fighting me. I'm fighting myself. Yeah. yeah. Now, now we're in a bad place. You know That's what I mean? Right. Yeah. Wow. What made you marry so fast? Um, I wanted to have a commitment to to be comfortable with each other and knowing that above all we're going to be together and uh, regardless of little anger that pops up here and there we're always going to turn it around and and keep moving forward and not live in that anger and not you know do our best to let go of it completely you didn't think that that can happen by just dating for a while longer until you really got to know each other um it could but this is um I don't know, it was different. My father, when my father met her, my father met her first. And when my father looked at her, he said, you got to meet my son. He, he saw me. When he looked at her, he saw me and he saw her and, and he said, you guys got to meet. She had a, oh, a boyfriend at the time. It's just like a, a black evangelist telling a black boy, when are you going to be a preacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually said I was taken at the time because I respected yeah. that scenario. And he said, You're not taken. And by the end of 15 minutes, he goes, We're going to be family. You um, had a boyfriend family. when he met you? Yeah. yeah. I, it was a time frame where my dad set me up. He actually, long story short, he got a car and it was $1,000 cheaper because he set me up on a date with this guy. Whoa. It was really awkward. <laughs> and I was like, My dad could never care about who I was dating ever. All of a sudden, he's like, Left me a voicemail. By the way, you have to go to dinner with this guy. Oh, so, you Lord. know, he was a nice guy, but I also knew that with um, my doing music and having to be out there, he wasn't a- appropriate. He couldn't handle that situation. I wasn't going to put him through it. He wanted a-, a housewife and children in a specific city, and I knew that wasn't for me. So, like, right. no harm, no foul against him. But So, when you met. Uh, when his father said, you need somebody 
who um, can appreciate what you're going through. He's both, we're both musicians. And he goes, you need a man. And he goes, how often is a Brazilian young something going to come your way? And I'm like, I know. But yeah, it wasn't at the top of my list. I didn't need it. Like, I admired him. Look at how beautiful this man is. Oh. In so many ways. In so many ways. Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, but to be more concise with why it happened so fast is... Um, <laughs> one me letting go of fear and being open to it because your girl growing up when you're a kid people are like oh I would marry you you know and so I've heard that so many times and I grew up with a single father who was always put in ultimatum positions where they're like marry me now because money situation so I've never had the same concept of marriage so I wasn't going to be forced in anything I wasn't going to be comfortable with um, so did you dump the other guy when you met him yeah we were had I yeah so, so you, the two of you dated for a couple of months, and you're still dating no, the other no, guy. No, no, no. We. Oh, you just said no. I found someone else. I knew goodbye. him. No, oh, okay. no, no. I, I told them I was dating someone. They didn't accept that as an answer. Oh, I see. Yeah, they scripted my life in a different way. I'm like, okay, okay, no pressure. <laughs> we did a show. We hung out like a handful of times over the course of the month, and then we started dating. So let me ask, because of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are you a musician too? Yeah. And you're a musician. I am. Are you guys in the same group? No, we we have songs together. We work well together. Oh, okay. And we're married because of one of my, um, my uncle proposed, well, if you're going to go and pursue music, because I went to Seattle recently. I just came back last night, this morning, actually, 5 a.m. I drove back. Um, I was there for two weeks. I was going to be there for six months, whatever, made a new plan that's more efficient, all of that. But my uncle goes, you can't um, not get married. Like, you need to make sure that we're both confident in that. So that's actually what prompted it to happen so soon. It's not that it wouldn't have happened. This is so and amazing. we're both comfortable with it. I mean, you know, you have the growing pains. The first week we're like, all right, how do we respect each other in this new scenario? Like, not that we've ever had a problem respecting each other. We both have similar right. morals. Are you ready to be a housewife? I have conflict with that because I, I am the, the dominant... That? I, I'm the alpha female without the intimidation factor. Like, I'm a lighthearted. Alpha, alpha female? It's just I, like I, Donald Trump ex- being an alpha man. I'm the only, no, no, I'm the only female in my family. Kind of like, I grew yeah. up with my dad and my brother. So, like, I'm a dominant female, but without the harsh overtone. Are you a feminist? I respect women's rights. You want to hear a joke? Yeah. Women's yeah. rights. No, I'm just I, I'm lighthearted, too. Like. <laughs> um, Are you a feminist? Um, I defend people's rights, civil rights in general. So I would say, yes, I defend women because who's, who better than a woman to come from that perspective, not in like... So you are a feminist? Um, well, there's different ways to define feminist because feminists can protect that men can have a feminine side too. There's this weird um, your, your, misconception your about feminism. Your husband has a feminine inside of him? Well, I understand your perspective is no, to no, bring no, the not, man No, don't up. worry about what I think about yeah. it. I just want... He's feminine on the inside? He like no, part I think man, he's in touch woman. with all different aspects of reality, and yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. And so I, he does we have connect, that? Like, we can use the example of crying because you have a strong feeling about something. We both are very sensitive and can cry about anything, potentially, but it's because we're demonstrating that we care about something. You know, I don't are judge you, him for So it. are you a feminist? Um, in the modern way, Yes. <laughs> In the modern way that I acknowledge other aspects that more feminists I'm not putting you down about it or giving you a hard time. I'm I'm just... Well, yeah, my direct answer is I defend civil rights for everyone, and women fall into the group of everyone. And so does that mean, yes, you are a feminist? Again, it's a term we can get lost in, so... I won't get lost. 
Uh, I'm getting lost because you won't answer it. <laughs> because there's someone, like, for me to say yes and you to potentially judge whatever that means, we're I'm, not I supposed don't to judge. judge. I know, I know, Look, exactly. Everybody so know I don't want to judge what a feminist you, is you either, You and I are going to still be just like this. I am not going to judge it at all. I just like hearing what people... I've referred to myself as a feminist before, and I would maybe rephrase it these days to be if more If anybody judge you around here, you let me know. I hear you. Yeah, please let me know. <laughs> so are you a feminist? I would invent a new word because I'm an artist and creative person, so I would say <laughs> <laughs> I'm a non-answering person, apparently. You're not answering. Okay, I respect that. Okay. And so did you know that she was a, a defender of women before you married her? Um, I knew she had a strong will, but I, I grew up with a mom that had a, a crazy will, you know what I mean? And so, you didn't like that, though, right? No, I didn't like it, um, but it's not the same. What I'm trying to say is that I grew up with somebody that was really bad, so, you know, I can, I have a lot of patience inside of me, and even when when I see something, you know, that's that's not necessarily right and I don't agree with it, I have the patience to, to observe and 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 be there, you know what I'm saying, and, and work with that person. And so have you for overcome what your mother did to you? Have you gotten over her spirit, her identity, or is um, it still there? I would like to think, I don't think I got fully, completely over it because okay. I haven't spoken anything. And so is it possible that because you resent your mother and now that thing is inside of you, that you, you know, you'd become attracted to what you hate, Right. Right. And so is it possible you saw that inside of her and that's what attracted you? Um, no. No? No, it's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's different right. than... Well, so um, I, I kind of... Um, hate's, oh, hate's not a good word, right? But I know that I'm a different... As far as how I demonstrate myself in the world, how I feel about things, how I express myself, yeah. I'm different than her. So when that comparison comes up ever, I'm defensive about it. You I'm, met his mother? No. You know, in this world, you can see somebody's face on Facebook, so I know what she looks like, but I've never met her. She hasn't been in <laughs> yeah, town Yeah, I know what you mean. We knew each other and everything. Yeah. yeah. So are you nervous about talking about this now? How do you feel? I'm not. I'm a communicator. I, oh, I'd okay. Rather... So you're comfortable with this? I am. And you are, too? Yeah. Uh, are you having second thoughts right now? No. <laughs> it's not no. too late to do an annulment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wish you, here's what I recommend. Sure. Uh, First of all, you know, a, a man should never marry an older woman. Never because it's the man's role to lead the woman as Christ is leading him. And a lot of times women who are older are more mature and they're not ready to let some guy lead them. They, they would need an older, strong, they would need an Afro man like Donald Trump to lead them, right? And Afro. Uh, I, I said Afro, huh? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> You notice the people with the afros, don't they look tough? <laughs> but I wouldn't have recommended that. And both you see like nice people, it's not personal. Sure. But so many men have made so many mistakes by marrying older women and women marrying younger men. And if you don't overcome your mother and you don't overcome your anger, it's going to end up being a mother and son relationship and you're going to be miserable. And I hope that before you have children, and uh, I hope that you can work it through. But before you have children, that all of that stuff is worked out because it is going to be an issue. And by both of you being into music, too, you're going to be around somebody. And she's going to be around men. And jealousy is not good because Satan will play on your mind about that. 
and then you're going to start complaining about it. She's going to get angry about you complaining because she's not going to feel free, and you're going to drive her out there to do the things that you've been insecure about. That makes sense? Does it make sense to you? It, de- it does make sense. I don't know. I, th- I was still processing. I was still in listen mode. At where oh, yeah. Because that's what anger does. It doesn't bring you together. It separates you. And men are supposed to be older than their wives um, so that they can lead them. Otherwise, they will lead you. Yeah, I do see that he does want a little bit more of the control in that regard. Yeah. And, like, from my perspective, I'm, I don't want to limit. So I just look at it as please help nurture me or let me nurture myself where we grow together. Like any growth I have, I would hope would benefit you. So it's not like a competitive thing or our like hierarchy thing in my mind. But if it's not the hierarchy thing, it's not going to work. Because reality is now we can create a false reality, of course, that you're equal and all that stuff. But that doesn't work. Uh, the reality is it's in him to be a man. It's in him to, that's why he's having conflict because his mother's spirit is inside of him too. Mm-hmm. And he's not comfortable with that because you have this thing that's made a home in him, this unholy spirit that's made a home and it's in him and he can't be happy with that. So he's trying to overcome that. And so the reality is there is an order to life that orders God in Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, woman over children. And it's a spiritual order. So his job is to protect you spiritually uh, financially, you know, and your job is to be there, you know, be, love him because he's loving what's right. Have some babies if you want a family and, and make sure that you're like the vice president. Mm-hmm. You make sure things are ran good mm-hmm. <laughs> in the home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how and that brings on a perfect life. Anything else that's created by ego will not work. Right. And then it's all like he wants to change the cycle of the kids. You know, he doesn't want his kids to go through what he and his brother has gone through. So he wants to do it the right thing, do it the right way. But you got to be on board with that too, mm-hmm. because it's not going to work with both of you are the head. Mm-hmm. There are not two presidents in any company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are I mean, you willing to be the uh, vice president? Can't we both serve strong roles in different oh. ways? In different ways? I mean, I, I guess, can you define what the responsibilities of the man and the woman are, if you can help clarify that? See, so you guys should have come to me for... Vice president's a pretty strong role. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a better role, babe. You, you should take the job. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Well, my that's right. I mean, I was raised. <laughs> it's better than not have a job. I was raised by my father, but he also wasn't present all the time because he had to work all the yeah. time. So he has this: I want to be present and communicative, which I value. You know, so I'm not disregarding what his role is and what he wants it to be because I didn't really have that. So he fills that. Right. You know, it's. It's that I want to nurture him, too. We just take turns. So for that to be looked at as like... Nurture him? I don't know what that means. Um, he doesn't need any nurturing. Okay. Really respect. What? Yeah, he said, respect. As a man, I think... Has she nurtured you already? No. Um, she hasn't nurtured you already? No, we... Uh, <laughs> no. Do you want to be nurtured? Um, I don't necessarily nurture long sound like to breastfeeding be... or something, huh? <laughs> To be nurtured. What I want, what I'm looking for at this point is to 
be able to suffer through my weakness quietly and not have to not have the the want to you know right. don't even let her know and, you're suffering yeah right whenever your wife see you how you doing honey all is well all is well yeah don't even tell her your problem mm-hmm. don't don't look like you're going through right. anything and she's mm-hmm. gonna like you're not telling me your problems you yeah. don't love me the reason I, I think you. some women might feel <laughs> a little uncomfortable with taking a, a lower role than a man is because maybe they have seen their the, them in their in their weakness. They have seen them in, in the sin. And they if you're not a righteous person, they think I'm not going to follow you. I'm going to be my own God like you're being your own God. But I think as soon as you become a godly person, they'll see the love and they'll just yearn to it. I wish it was that easy. You know? I wish it was that easy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it sounds like because you, you, you were, so who took care of you when your father was away? I nanny. had a nanny. Yeah, she would like f- make sure we were fed and brought uh, us to school. So you didn't see that father and mother role growing up and understand what a woman should be doing and what a man should be well, doing. So I, you, didn't, you didn't have that growing up. My mom was actually in an abusive relationship, so I saw that, and I didn't want to yeah. be victim to anything or anybody. Yeah. Like, I wanted more control in, you know, in that sense. Yeah. Well, here's what I recommend. Since you guys have gotten married, don't have any children for the next 10 years. And just pray to God to get over this anger, you know, so that you, he can guide you through this. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in God? Uh, I asked my dad a long time ago, why do people believe in God? And he said, because it's nice. And at the time, I needed more information than that. And so I haven't had conversations with people about I've actually gone to like Christian American fellowship when I was in college, hear people out. And then I kind of signed off when they're like, well, if you haven't totally committed yourself, then you're already a lost child. You know, I was like, I'm here to communicate with you and you're going to write me off. You know, so this is a very mature and great nurturing relationship. I appreciate your perspective a lot. And we're all nodding our head. Yes, because we get what you're saying. You know, there's no competition with it. I'm not here to deny it or whatever. There's different ways to define it. So, yeah. So do you believe in God? Do you believe I believe in respecting energy and all of your environment, and that one thing affects the next. So I I appreciate where everything is, and to say the word God doesn't naturally come out of my mouth necessarily right. because I haven't had a relationship, and the people in my life haven't talked about it. You know, it hasn't been present. That's amazing. So, so do you believe there is a God? I mean, the one way that he's put it, because he's gone back and forth a couple times, and how he's. Because he watches, you know, videos and people talking about spirituality. We need to take control of um, your mind, different things. And you're saying, let go of your mind almost. Um, and I asked him, I was like, so do you believe in God or do you not believe in God? And and he goes, well, God is an energy. And like in so many words, one thing affects the next. So you don't push him for it. Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think so. there's an energy that, that is in us and goes, and goes through us and it's so everywhere. Yeah. But it's this energy that has a lot to it. That if you do certain things, you'll flow with this energy. Well, what it is, is the, once you become his son, you're going to mm-hmm. see that it's the love of God. And his, uh, his love is an energy, all-powerful, mm-hmm. all-knowing, all-everything energy. And, but that's love that's mm-hmm. guiding you and being mm-hmm. with you. So God Did you is know love. that she didn't believe in God before you married her? Yeah. And you still married her? Because it's it's my job to believe in God and share God to her through me. Did you have marital marital counsel before marriage? Uh, YouTube counseling. YouTube counseling. 
<laughs> the, the self-starter kit. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So here's what I recommend for now. Keep coming. But in the meantime, pray. And from now on, from this point forward, don't ever let your wife know your weakness. All as well. And you have a better chance that way. Isn't that right? Well, <laughs> when you said... Um, the thing that bothers, not bothers me, but hurts me to see is him hurting. When you, I think you said, how is he hurting, right? You said to find, he physically struggles. Like he will have anxiety attack or something like that. And I, I, I don't like to see that when I feel like he has strength in him that I've seen at different times. I'm yeah. like, go back to that strength. You we, have that we, strength. So, yeah. well, it just. We, we. So is he like walking around like this? Oh, I'm depressed. Well, you know, you have stress, and then it oh, it can give you gallstones. You know, it's that kind of thing. I don't want to. I had a rough time at work. See, that's all. Shame on you, man! Don't ever do that again. Cause see, she want to nurture you, and that's what mothers do to children. If your father was there, he'll like, boy, go sit down, stop overreacting, no big deal, right? But she can't help but want to hold you and. There, 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 baby. You're going to be okay. Yeah, no, that is... Actually, no, I'm just... Yeah, I, my dad she, raised me like that, where he's like, take care of it. Like, you're good. Don't yeah. feel sorry for yourself. So I have that perspective. So why you so want to nurture think, him? No, I think he can help himself. That's the perspective but I come... But you want to nurture him, you say. You that, want to I mean, that's him. just a common word we throw around. It's more like, I support you and your process in developing... But you shouldn't even know about it. So okay. if you feel jealousy... But isn't honesty, like, in how you're feeling in your process, whether it's talking about weed, this is what I'm going through, and, but you're saying don't recognize it, don't have an opinion, right? he's being honest with God. Like he said earlier, mm-hmm. God sees that he's suffering, you know, and, and so he's, like, relaxing in it. He's going to water and relax inwardly and allow God to handle it because it's a spiritual thing that you can do nothing about anyway. And so he shouldn't put that on you. You, you don't want to see your husband. How are you going to look up to him if he's acting like you? You know, he can't handle life and overreacting. He's depressed. You can't look up to a man like that. You're going to be looking for a man that you can look up to. And so by him dealing with life in a quiet way with God working through him, you will learn to respect him in the long run. You don't have to nurture him. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you would rather see him be strong than to be that way. Because who is nurturing you while you're nurturing him, you know? And your help should come from within. His help should. And then he should be there for you to show you how to overcome it. My experience was I had to work through it myself. So I know that the power in that. So I know that he's capable of it. Well, I hope so. All right. Um, I know you had one question for me. We are so out of time. This is so good, uh huh? (laughs) Yes. This is real church. You said the age. I don't really believe that their age, because I think you're. I think the issue is the mind and the way. Because you mean like between I, men and women? Yeah, because when they if, marry? if I met a woman and she was a little bit older than me, and I didn't know that at all, right? And she's really immature, right? And I'm more mature than she is, especially coming from another country. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like she could be from here, he could be from Brazil, and people from men from Brazil are way more advanced than men from here. Right. Especially, you know, they're more of a man than a man from here. Um, but my dad, he's he's young, he's just like uh, two years younger than my mom. 
and my mom's my dad's completely over the you know what i mean he's ahead of the house like for sure right so i don't think i don't know for sure i if love you're, that what you're saying yeah because i but you're totally yeah, wrong i'm totally right <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> let me tell you why women are more cunning than men are like you with your father and, and your mother right i guarantee you your mother is le uh, letting your father think he's ruling yeah. She's cunningier than he is. So yeah. he's really not ruling. She's just letting him think that he is. But, and but that's why men, because women mature faster than men. They know women are more cunning. They, yeah. they, can, they, they can look at you and smell your weakness and rule you with it and make you think that you're ruling. And then your kids grow up and they all messed up and you wonder what happened. I was in control. How did this happen? Am I right about that? Take the mic here, Jeremiah. Wake up. Well, how can I explain it? Because I've done it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Women, they, he's right. We do have a side of us that can act like you're in control yes. and you're not. Yeah. I can agree with you. I can push you up. I can say, oh, you, yeah, okay, I'll let you, you know, you're the man. You're, you're all this. I can make you think all that. Yeah. And still... In some way, I would still be in control. That's right. And you I'm wouldn't even you. know I would be in control. So, <laughs> I'm not saying all women are like that. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And even good, even good women can be like that. Even that, a decent that, woman can do, do that's that. Right. No, the man should be at least five years older than a woman. No more than ten years older than her. And if a woman is older than a man, she didn't already played the game a few times. Right. Yeah, women are. Women so now, know that. when she's now, she got a guy younger, she can really run game on him. Yes. It's just like how sometimes men do the same thing to young girls. Right. They can run all kind of games. That's yeah. why they stay messing with young girls, and it's vice versa. I know men who are dating girls like twenty years younger than them, and so that's ridiculous. Why would you want to date a girl or marry a girl twenty years? That's a baby. And a man should, any man that does that is a selfish man. So I don't care if you're from Belize or Africa <laughs> or Jamaica or Russia or America. That spirit is the same. Everywhere you go, the spirit is the same, good or evil. And women know how to play a game on men. That's why you need to be more mature. You, need to, you should have returned back to righteousness, your proper state of being, so you can absolutely see what's going on. Then you help your wife to overcome that. You know, that's your role, to help her to overcome. When God dips his pen of love in my heart And writes my soul the message He wants me to know his spirit all divine fills this sinful soul of mine When God dips his love in my heart I say